Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 37 of the Simple One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on <laughs> movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. Peter straighten up over there. <sighs> just all breathy. <laughs> Something about being able to hear yourself makes you breathe heavier. <laughs> I don't know why. But no, uh, this week we went and saw the highly anticipated mm-hmm. Black Panther Wakanda yeah. Forever. Now, before we give our thoughts on that, mm-hmm. uh, talk about John Wick Chapter 4 getting mm-hmm. a new trailer. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. first official trailer. Mm-hmm. You figure I think it had like a, a minute long teaser oh, a few God. months back. Uh, a John Wick spinoff that we've talked about before, Ballerina. Yeah. It has some casting news and, and so things like that. Ta- I got so much to talk about that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, we got an update on Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. And then uh, Andor is expanding beyond Disney+. Plus. Oh. Yeah. What's it? Well, we'll get into it. Uh, you'll find out. <laughs> oh, easy, my God. easy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new DC heads are laying out a multi-year plan for the, uh, the universe, right? Which, yep, <laughs> makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the Game Awards announced all of their nominees today, actually. So... We'll cut through some of those. Don't know if we'll read each one off or if we'll just kind of touch on the highlights, you sure. know. But uh, before we get into all of that news, I do want to take a minute to talk about Kevin Conroy passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We we made a post on our, our Facebook page or Instagram, but um, just in general, Kevin Conroy is uh, the he's famous for being the voice of Batman in the 90s animated series, as well as the Arkham video games, several of the Batman animated films. And I think he's done... Appearances on like I think he was the voice of Batman in the Justice League animated series mm-hmm. uh, and, and all kinds of things like that. He was 66 when he passed, uh, and apparently he had a short battle with cancer. But I wanted to read off. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually did a good little write up on him. I just want to quote the first like paragraph or two. Uh, let me see here. Uh, so they say that. Uh, Conroy voice starred in the acclaimed Batman the animated series from 1992 to 1996 and continued with the role through nearly 60 different productions spanning 15 films and 400 episodes of television, as well as video games. In recent years, he was a fixture on the comic convention circuit. And then there's a quote from uh, his casting and dialogue director, Andrea Romano. And she says, Kevin was far more than an actor whom I had the pleasure of casting and directing. He was a dear friend for 30-plus years whose kindness and generous spirit knew no boundaries. Kevin's warm heart, delightfully deep laugh, and pure love of life will be with me forever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously been just a ton of fans on, like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, just posting, like, some of their favorite Batman clips and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I mentioned it in, like, the, um, in our in our post on Facebook yeah. that, like, you know, that's what Batman sounds like to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was born, full disclosure, I was born in 96, so, like, in my early years when I watched a Batman cartoon, it was Kevin Conroy being the voice of Batman, and I kind of told you I had a toy laptop Mm -hmm. that was the Bat computer. Yeah. And when you, you know, I mean, it was an edutainment toy. When you popped it open, it had wings that popped out, and it made all sounds, and Kevin Conroy's voice would go, Bat computer, online. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Oh my god, I'm fucking I'm on the back computer, you know? And uh he just slowly just <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was it. And I uh like I told you, I played that shit so much that like 
my mom. I think it became a problem. You know, where like I was trying to figure out ways to open it without it making sound because my mom would be like, <laughs> Colin James, go to bed. You know, <laughs> you know, you just spat your middle name. Yeah, I'd be all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just, you know, for me, that's a, you know, a kind of a personal loss as far as like, oh, that's something from my childhood that like, that's Batman's voice. Yeah, he's, he's Batman and he's gone, you know. But uh, so. Like we've mentioned, I mean, just rest in peace, right? And all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And obviously thoughts with his family. Um, cancer is horrendous. So, mm-hmm. And like we mentioned all the time, when this comes up, there's no good way to get out of these uh, segments. So we're just going to move on with the news. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> so John Wick Chapter 4 got its first official trailer. And we saw quite a few interesting things in there, I felt. Uh, we got to see a peek at Bill Skarsgård. Being some like yeah. fancy pants man from the table, um, who uh, it seems like maybe he's playing a Frenchman, um, which makes sense. I mean, uh, everyone else who was on the table was fairly young, and you know, yeah. Bill Skarsgård is a younger guy. Yeah, so. I mean, he's, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see him in an action role because I've never seen him do action. I don't think. Uh, um, we got a sneak peek in Deadpool too. I mean, <laughs> no. no, he no. died. He was dead on arrival. You know, he was dead before he hit the ground. Uh, <laughs> but no, and it seems like John's whole goal is going to be to challenge him to a duel, and that'll kind of earn him his like freedom, freedom or, or his like safety that. from the table, I guess, because of him being excommunicated and really <laughs> going hard on on the whole organization, yeah. right? Um, and so for some reason it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, if you fight and kill that one guy, you're, you're solid, you're square. You're you're square. square. And, and there was like a vague mention by, I don't remember if it was Lawrence Fishburne or Ian McShane. I think it was Ian McShane's character where he says something about like apparently John Wick's family Winston. has a seat at the table. Yeah. yeah and you yeah, see yeah. like yeah, maybe his sister. Because after that line, there's like a shot of him and a dark-haired woman. Like, it could be. So maybe I wonder if like a sister is on the table. Um, but there was a cool shot in there that I just wrote in here. Uh, he fucks someone up with nunchucks. Yeah. Like he's just repeatedly beating the dude in the head with nunchucks. And then... Uh, he killed a man with, with a, a pencil. pencil. A fucking pencil. pencil. Who the hell does <laughs> Who that? Does that? Uh, and then we saw some desert action on a horseback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a, a good shot of him with, you know, car door missing, doing like a doe, doing a doughy, you know, good, good, popping yeah. shots out the side. Good car. Uh, uh, yeah, some, some car, car action. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it looks like, looks like John Wick, you know. I'm excited. I hope that this was their last one, though. I think they're making a fifth one. I think they're doing a, a five-parter. I don't know that for a fact, but I feel like I read that. I guess I mean if if the fourth one really is good, and it leaves you on a good good enough cliffhanger. Yeah, that I'll be for it. But <laughs> they're, they're really really going to the well here. Yeah, they're pushing it with the third one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> here shortly, it's going to get dry. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, <laughs> uh, both Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane are reprising their roles uh, in the Wick spinoff Ballerina that will star Ana de Armas. Mm-hmm. So uh, that apparently began production this week. So. We should see that within the, I would say within a year, year and a half, yeah. um, if they're shooting now. Which I think would be interesting because like, I I think we got talking, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I find the world of the continental yeah, we talked more about last interesting week. Than, yeah, than John Wick. Yeah. Um, yeah. John's not the most interesting character in John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's 
the the yeah. the universe. So I'm excited to see more stuff around. Yeah, that. and I really I would honestly love for John Wick to not be a big character in it, but like have like a weird, almost like a parallel story where like maybe the battle ring is off doing stuff and she crosses paths with John Wick yep. during one of his yeah. movies. You right, know? and you're like, oh, oh, what's going on there? That'd you know, be cool. And depending on the the schedule of production, maybe it's in chapter four. You know what I mean? They could introduce Ana de Armas in chapter four, uh-huh. but I don't know if she's in it or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Something I will pull, say pull that's a like... Marvel and put her in a post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like I'm not. A part of me is like, I feel like he's gonna die, yeah, like, because his luck's gotta run out. Right. Well, and it's like, but I, th- I think I'm like, I mean, the whole purpose of John Wick is like, when you think he's dead, he's dead. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. that's his whole... I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah. You know, you know all the way from, but back also, from the first one. You know, he could be with his wife. And his dog. <laughs> I don't know if I want him to die, though. Like, I want yeah. him to be like... You know, he, he's right able off to into the sunset yeah, with his new just, dog. Exactly. Yeah. His nice Ford Mustang. Right, yeah. Maybe get him a lady. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no? No. no huh? He's got to be alone for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's got to have the dog. <laughs> I mean, he can still have the dog. <laughs> Nah, scrap that nah, nah, he's got to be in solitude. He's going to live alone. I don't want him to die. I want him to be alone for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> like a man. Um, but yeah, so I I mean, you know, I love me some Ana de Armas. Yep. Uh, I, re- I really love her in both uh, Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm, the detective one, Knives Out. She's very good in Knives Out. You need to settle down. You're married. <laughs> talking, about, <laughs> talking about a woman's acting ability, and you're like, you better chill out over there. I'm over here twisting my ring. <laughs> she acts the sh- When she's puking in Knives Out, my God. <laughs> God. Jeezy Pete. No. Uh, no, legitimately, she's a very gifted actress, and I would like to see her do some some action. Yeah. I haven't really seen her. I know that she got a little action-y bit in the most recent James Bond, but I didn't see it. So, but I know that like in the trailers they had a little I hear action. James scene Bond for dies in that one though. Yeah, that was the final yeah. one. And gets like fucking vaporized. Well, it's not the last one. There's always been James Bonds. Well, yeah, but the end of this saga. <laughs> yeah, the series. end of of uh, Daniel Craig as yeah. Bond, yeah. old Bondy boy. So, speaking of powerful female actresses, Margot Robbie uh, gave an interview with a Variety here recently when she was talking about her new movie Babylon, mm-hmm. and uh, somehow it came to be the. The topic of the discussion was her Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff. That's been in some stage of pre-production for a minute mm-hmm. where it was supposed to be like a, not like a, not a, not a Pirates of the Caribbean, but for girls. But like it was going to have some of the, like we see some female pirates in one of the movies mm-hmm. uh, and then they kind of like move on, you know, they're like a side character almost. Sure. And this was going to be like, oh, well, what's that? Ship Pick, of, picking up where that left off. Yeah, we're yeah. like a very young Zoe Saldana is in. I think it's Pirates Two, and she's on that ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was going to kind of maybe be about that. And uh, her her quote was Robbie's quote was, "We had an idea, and we were developing it for a while, ages ago, to have more of a female led, not totally female led, but just a different kind of story, which we thought would have been really cool. But I guess they just don't want to do it." Oh, is what she said about Disney, and apparently. Uh, uh, Variety kind of reached out to Disney for like a statement <laughs> and Disney was like <laughs> crickets and uh, the Hollywood Reporter was also like let's reach out for to Disney and see if we can mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing so Disney was like yeah we're not even going to address this like and so I mean I don't think it's a 
I don't think it's a female thing. I think it's a yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean is dead. Yeah, and I they're think probably, it's just, they're probably not going to do anything. No, especially and, after. And I just read where like Disney's looking at layoffs and what? some yeah and some budget cuts. So this yeah Disney mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bullshit. They yeah. own everything. I mean, Amazon's laying off like ten thousand people, and so is Twitter. Well, it's kind of corporate greed. And uh, you know, Meta is laying off a bunch of people. So all these damn billionaires getting too worried <laughs> about that fourth fucking comma on their check rather than paying their workers gets my blood boiling. Ooh. We gotta change the topic. Yeah, uh, but no. So speaking of Disney, so Disney Plus is Andor is making leaps to other networks. So. The first two episodes are set to air across all of Disney's like distribution platforms or channels, whatever you want to call them, uh, which includes ABC, FX, mm. uh, Freeform, and Hulu. And the episodes are set to air over the Thanksgiving holiday, which is going to overlap or coincide with uh, the season one finale. Yeah. So, uh, and it's kind of interesting because they're doing it like, I mean, it's live television, so you've got to do it on a schedule so it's like Mm -hmm. on this day you'll be able to watch it on this trailer or on this channel at like from 9 30 to 10 30 and then this channel from this day you know this time to this time and so i think that's their way of trying to get people to but i I think they needed to do the first three episodes because the first two episodes are kind of slow and then then the third episode kind of is like starts to starts to pick up some more and then then you've grabbed them you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, oh, no, how do I watch the rest of this? Right. You watch it on fucking Disney Plus, you know, and then they go and they subscribe, right? Well, you've got all the family together for the holidays, and you've got someone like you or I being like, Mom, have you watched Andor? And then we pull it up, and she's like, how do I keep watching this? You know? Right. And that's their goal is to try and pick up some subscribers. I mean, it's definitely a good one, you know, a good show to recommend. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's probably the best Star Wars stuff we've had in Ooh, a while. A hot moment. Um, like Mandalorian Season 1. But like as far as episode to episode quality, I think it's probably one of the better shows. Yeah. But uh very heavily uh on very heavy on the politics, which I yeah, like. Yeah, which is actually in, yeah, I think is interesting. They managed to make the politics more interesting in this than like in the prequels, mm-hmm. which were kind of politic heavy, but like in a snoozy way. Yeah. Where it's like talking about trade blockades and shit and you're like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, I know Yoda. You know, <laughs> you just perk back up. <laughs> but uh, the <laughs> after only one week in their roles, the DC CEOs uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran have fired. Met, are fired? <laughs> no, they've met with Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, and you know Zaslav has been saying for like the better part of the year, basically like I want a DC leader who will. For all intents and purposes, turn this bitch into Marvel as far as like the model, mm-hmm. right? He wanted a, a James Gunn or uh, he wanted a Kevin Feige to kind of just, I don't want to have to worry about that thing. Right. You guys run it, make each movie connect to the next, uh, this movie sells the next movie. Right. Right. We can start making some money off these $200 million movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because that's a lot of money to just throw at the wall and then go, uh, we cut even, you know? <laughs> it's like, excellent. But, uh, <clears throat> I lost my spot here. Apologize. James Gunn noted uh, that like while in their meeting that he and Peter Safran have begun working on a long-term plan on the overarching story of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And his quote was the opportunity to make DC as great as it can be. And as it should be, that's the reason why I'm doing this job because I know that Peter and I can do that. 
uh, we spent the past couple of days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry, the best writers in the industry, starting to map out that eight to 10 year plan of what it's going to look like in theater, in TV, in animation, across the board for these characters. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. You got a squeaky mic over there. I do. It's not like you're squeegee in the window. Um, and, and he went on to have, he had some words about how he thought, like, he loves the characters of Batman and Superman and how they interact with each other. And he loves the ways that those two are, are similar and the ways that they're different mm-hmm. and, and just how they're, you know, they make great foes and great friends and that there's a lot to tell with, like, that main core right. <laughs> cast of heroes. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to dig at the bottom of the barrel to find a good, a good DC hero Mm-mm. or a good DC story. Um, and I think something like Joker proves that, too. Yeah. Um, where it's like, I mean, you ain't got to reinvent the wheel, guy. You've got... <laughs> Some of the most recognizable lunchbox superheroes. Right. You know, I mean, it's like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, you know, two of the three are are DC. Yeah. As far as like a kid wants what for, you know, this eighth grade or this eight year old kid wants what on his backpack? Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously with like the Marvel movies now, you got more like I want Iron Man or Black Panther or whatever. But, you know, for the longest time, that was the bread and butter was... You got Spider-Man comics and Spider-Man cartoons and mm-hmm. the Justice League was the big cartoon. And, you know, obviously like with Kevin Conroy, the Batman animated series, things like that. But yeah, so I'm just excited to hear that, like, they're already getting to work on what seems like a very obvious, you know, we need to sit down and map out the next eight, ten years of this yeah, thing. Where the fuck are we taking this? <laughs> and David Zaslav is like, oh, my fucking God. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I don't know why it took you guys to come up with that, but preach, you know. Thank you. God. Fuck. And I trust their ability to come up with something coherent and, right. That's and fun and flop. different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so now the last thing we've got to talk about is the Game Awards nominees. So let me switch switch pages here with my fancy dancy iPad here. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Oh, that's the wrong button. Gee, thanks, Apple. <laughs> thanks a heap. Apple. That's fine here. Pick up. So the Game Awards nominees were announced today, the nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, today is the 14th. And God of War Ragnarok is leading with 10 awards uh, nominated. Good. And so that's pretty pretty exciting. I figure, well, the Game of the Year nominees, we were kind of talking about this, not yesterday, but the day prior, I think. Yeah, what games we, th- we, what we are, thought our predictions. Might. Yeah. And we weren't too far off. We had three of the six. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, we had four of the six. So, A Plague Tale Requiem, which I haven't played. Mm-mm. But I have played the first one, and it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elden Ring, which we yeah, we thought that's a shoe-in. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, which we were mm-hmm. pretty confident in. Horizon Forbidden West. Which I recommend. Uh-huh. Or I said was and then movie. Stray, which we both were like, yeah, it's probably... It's probably on the list. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Never heard Never of played. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, played the first two either. Let's see. I'm not going to jump through a bunch of them, but like Best Game Direction has a lot of this. Of the, I mean, it's literally Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, uh, Stray, and something called Immortality. Uh, best Narrative is A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality. <laughs> uh, art Direction, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn, Stray. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of the same people pop up. Um, I did want to point out that, um, let me find it here. Best performance has both, uh, Christopher judge who plays Kratos mm-hmm. and Sonny Soljic who plays Atreus. 
nominated for best performance. Oh, good. And then let me find here. I thought this was an interesting one. Best debut for an indie game. Uh, Stray is nominated. So I'm like, damn, the fact that that's their debut game Mm -hmm. and it's a potential game of the year. I don't think it'll win. But to just be up there, to be in the same breath as Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, that's huge. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, props to them. Like I said, (laughs) I don't think they're going to win. I think they'll come in third. I I hope they come in third. Yeah. I don't think they do like rank choicing, but Mm. in our heart of hearts, they're third place. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, I mean, in my heart of hearts, they're second place. Yeah, but I'm trying to be realistic uh, yeah. with other yeah. audiences, I don't think that they'll yeah. be inside. Because, like, full disclosure, Elden Ring didn't tickle me. It, I, know I never that... played any of the Dark Souls, so the game yeah. was, one, really hard to play for me because I just didn't really understand yeah. the mecha- you know, mechanisms like uh, some other people did. Yeah. But yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I mean, it just it didn't do it for me. I know that I'm in the minority on that. I'm willing to accept that. I think you and I are both in the minority yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I do think that it'll probably win Game of the Year. But for me, so far, I hope it's God of War. I hope it turns around, dude. If 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 they pull another fast one, bro, they literally let's let's have them lose all of their categories. I have so many friends that play Xbox. <laughs> I'd just be shitting on them by gosh, fucking nuts that <laughs> God of War bananas. you know came out one game of the year and then did it again when the second <laughs> one dropped. Just, just disappeared for four years, came <laughs> back and went skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my nuts, <laughs> Elden Ring. Someone say round two. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you figure they were the upset. They they beat Red Dead Redemption two, which for mm-hmm. me wasn't an upset. I mean, I was happy. Very I good was, game. I was happy and understanding with either one. Yeah, I I, I, I couldn't pick. I don't even remember if I voted because it is. <laughs> that's the other thing. It is uh, like audience voted. Mm-hmm. So I do think Elden Ring will win because of that. Because I feel like they've got some pretty intense fans. Neck beards. <laughs> What? Just some, I like like neck beards. You mean losers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're saying they've got losers for fans? No, that's not what I said, Chris. <laughs> I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. So. Uh, but no, I did, I think those were like the major um, major nominees for me. Um, bunch of odds and ends. Like they they have a bunch of esports um, categories that I'm not not down on. But I'm surprised. Um... Uh, you got it. Nintendo Switch game. This is you, baby. Um, no, Sword Sword and Shield's been out for me. Or, uh, uh, a Pokemon... Arceus, Arce- or however Arceus? it was pronounced. Yeah, I, Arceus? I didn't see it in here. Because, from what I've heard, I heard that was a game that, like, everyone's been sleeping on. Because I'm gonna, on Friday, I'm gonna go out and buy mm-hmm. Violet. Yeah. for my switch and um apparently in uh oh in a pokemon arcreus is it yeah i don't know how to pronounce it again. arcreus arceus arceus arc chunky monkey chunky monkey so pokemon chunky monkey <laughs> apparently you're almost sleeping on it because like yeah. it really starts to uh, open up into the more open world open aspect world style yeah and um as well as like better transitions with you know coming into contact with like a wild Pokemon where you can throw it, um, you know, and just try to catch the Pokemon prior to fighting. I, I don't know. Like, I think yeah. that was, that's like really fucking cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm looking, I hear that, you know, they're adapting and, and doing more shit like that for this new one. So I'm hoping that, um, 
I'm hoping it's more like that because yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, some open world. Uh, there, the, uh, there were two other categories I wanted to mention. Yeah, uh, mention them. Most anticipated game So God for, for next year uh, or the future. Yeah, who? Yeah. Yeah. So they've got Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's a, for me, that's a tough category because, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not as into it for, for like, Morgan is, for like, Hogwarts. I'm, I'm like, excited, I'm excited for it, but I'm not like, yeah. oh, fuck, if I can only buy one game. Right. Like, if I can only get one game out of this list, it's I think it's Starfield. Zelda. I think it might be Starfield for me. Starfield? Yeah. What's the other one that I was talking about, too? Is it Star Citizen? Dude. Oh, it wasn't. It was my iPad, and there's no way for me to turn that sound off, I don't think. Always get on my case with my phone. Dude, you know what? Don't. (laughs) You know what, mother? I'm sure Um, there's a do not disturb. Dude, right there, do not disturb. Yeah, was it it Star Citizen that I was talking to you about? I I saw a bunch of TikToks about it and I kept sending it to you. Yeah. Apparently, that game flops. But it's. I I think I might roll the dice. I might buy it. I might buy Star Citizen. I might. So, uh, best adaptation. Mm hmm. Uh, so this is like movie to or game to movie or whatever yeah. or TV show. So Arcane League of Legends, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which was apparently a really good show. Yeah, I'm um, sleeping on that. Right the now. Cuphead show, which I didn't watch. Oh, dude, I fucking love Cuphead. Oh yeah, I'm so stuff. bad at it though. Sonic the Hedgehog two, <laughs> and Uncharted. <laughs> I mean. Don't try we didn't good. hate it, yeah. No. yeah we we hate our words on that one. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean those were just some of the the highlights for me. You can go to the gameawards.com um and vote on all of those, I believe. Um they really need to make a game uh, adaptation for Morbius and get Jared Leto to voice him still. Oh, uh honestly you making that joke made me think a slight update on last week's story from Gears of War is that Dave Batista is gonna be playing Marcus Phoenix. He's yeah. like the lead character of those games. Yeah. Like we said, for us, doesn't mean anything because we don't know him, but uh, or we don't know the character. We know who Dave Batista is. Who is uh, who's Dave? Dave, ba- Dave Batista? I don't. Didn't ring a bell. No. So if you're ready, I want to talk about Black Panther. Yeah, so do I. Let's hop in it. Let's talk about it. So, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, we'll start with the scores like we do. The critics gave it an 84 percent. The audience gave it a 95. Uh, IMDb has it at a 7.4 out of 10. And Metacritic has it at a 67 out of 100. Oh. So, kind of across the board there a little bit. And all in the upper, you know, you're looking at C plus to A plus. Sure. You're looking at A. Um, budget of $250 million. It had a domestic box office, so U.S. and Canada, of $181.3 million this weekend. And worldwide of $331.6 million. So, it's already made its money back and then some. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you double it for the marketing. Mm-hmm. So, even yeah. if it's... It's fine. <laughs> it's, but, uh, you know, there's people who are vastly more, uh, like, number crunchers as far as box office goes, mm-hmm. who are looking at it and saying that, like, depending, if it holds similarly to, like, the first Black Panther and things like that, this one will make less money than the first Black Panther. Yeah. Which, I, I, I can I mean, understand that. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a, a understandable reason for that, you know. Um, so, do you have a synopsis ready? I do. <laughs> Dude, you, you've already got it pulled up over there, don't you? 
The Queen of Wakanda, Shuri, M'Baku, uh, Oka, was it Oka? Okoye. Okoye. <laughs> Okoye. Um, fight to protect their nation from the invading world powers uh, in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with uh, Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. Yes. Sorry, I disagreed with one of the things in there. Mm. I did, not, not, not a reflection of you. No, I, I just... Go ahead. <clears throat> we'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the things in there, I'm like, eh. I know exactly what it is, too. <laughs> eh. <laughs> eh. Mm. Are you sure? <laughs> so, uh, spoiler-free plot thoughts. Mm. Uh, oh. That was, that was very aggressive. Yeah. That was a lot. Um, the mics are good. <laughs> Spoiler free plot. I thought the plot was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I There were some certain things I wasn't expecting to see. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into them in spoilers. Yeah. That I was really glad to have seen. Okay. Um, I do feel like there's certain points where it could have been a little better. Yeah. Um, but... You know, overall, I guess, like, I was happy with it. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. I, I had someone ask me at work, um, you know, because he's like, yeah, I know you're you're pretty critical about, like, movies and stuff like that when it comes to dissect them. Is Black Panther worth seeing in theaters? And I that, like, took me off guard. And I was like, honestly? Probably not. Yeah, I don't... Like, it's a good movie, and, like, I know it's going to be out on a, Disney Plus, and yeah. I'm excited because I know I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, but I don't... I don't think you're missing much. Yeah. Not for theaters, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we'll kind of get into that with our... Yeah, sorry, I got it no, 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 myself, yeah, you're but good. it was something that just popped in my head. With our ratings and stuff, but... Um, do you have more plot thoughts? I don't want to cut you off. No, no, sorry. Typically, no, no. you go first. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought it did a good job of honoring Chadwick Boseman as well as T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, where very it was, much so. Where it was very much, much a tribute to both, you know, the actor and the character. And, and I did find out that um, I just completely blanked on the writer-director's name. Uh, he wrote and directed Creed, and or no, he directed Creed. Oh my God, you got him over there. The you said director? Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Coogler. Coogler, yeah, Ryan Coogler. What I say? Coolger. Oh, Coolger. Coolger. No, so um, we have dyslexic. You could be. <laughs> Put the red sheet over your over your screen that helps you read better. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's fact, but when I was in grade school, all the kid that had that had dyslexia had like colored sheets that they put over their paper to read. Don't know why that fixes it, but um, <clears throat> no, I know that Ryan Coogler worked pretty closely with um, Chadwick Boseman's family mm-hmm. to make sure that everything was respectful. No, of course. Uh, you know, but you know, what what kind of things do you want to see and that and that sort right. of thing. Um, and I did. I felt like it was a very natural continuation of the story. Under the circumstances. Yes. Where, you know, okay, if you take at face value that T'Challa is dead, Chadwick Boseman is dead, this is like a natural continuation of that or an extension of what that would look like. Mm -hmm. I thought the conflict in it felt pretty realistic. Oh, yeah. And understandable. Um, I did think it was a little long. Where... (sighs) It's it's a nearly three hour movie. It's the second longest Marvel movie. I kind of go back and forth on that. There was it felt long to me. 
there was only one spot where I was like, okay, like I think there's a solid thirty minutes you can cut out of this thing. But that's the thing. I feel like the spot where I'm like, okay, falls in that thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not a thirty minute stretch. It's a, it's a. No, it's there's pieces. like a, I think there's like a ten minute stretch where I was like, this. No, I'm this? saying the stuff you can cut out. Oh, yeah, adds up to about thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, 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 for yeah. me. Um, it didn't connect to like the overall world. Uh, as far as like Marvel goes, uh, not too much at all, uh, which is both good and bad, I feel, because it's like, okay, yeah, this is about to be, or this is supposed to be about T'Challa and things like that, you know, and, and what the the world looks like moving on, right? right? But also, we're six movies in to this phase and don't, re- and several shows, and still we don't have a good grasp on. Where what's we're headed. Going, yeah, what's going on? How are these going to tie together here? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as a as a viewer who's, like, informed of, like, here's all the upcoming movies and things like that, we know what the, right. you know, n- no puns intended, what the, what the end game of this is. It, it's is, just starting to lead up to make me think, like, this is going to be a big hodgepodge. Right. And that's not going to be good. Not exciting. Yeah. So they've got some, some groundwork to do. Yeah. And I was really hoping that, like, because there was a lot of rumors and I try not to get caught up in like the makes me think of like Wakanda or um, WandaVision mm. where it was like well it's uh, <laughs> uh, the devil I can't think of his fucking uh, Mephisto everybody was like it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. And it, wasn't. it was not you know and so I, I'm trying not to get caught up in stuff like that but like there were a lot of people who thought that maybe like we would get some Doctor Doom and, like, yeah. in, in, in maybe a post credits or nothing. you know nothing or not even like a name drop of like maybe uh, mm-hmm. Latveria, which is mm-hmm. his his country, nothing. And so I was like, oh, you know, give me something, right? <laughs> that connects it further. Um, and then uh, it sounds like a silly thing, but if you see the movie, I think you'll you'll agree with me. Some of the costumes really didn't do it for me. Uh uh-uh. uh Like there's mm-hmm. a there's a few that I'm like, boo, gag. Yeah. Like, the, oh, how'd you land on that? Was my like. I just feel like with the costumes that they had, like from the first one, taking that and you know moving it to the yeah. second one, they could have done so much better. I always think of like, and and this isn't, um, I mean you know I don't want to drag on anything, but like I was thinking about like how good the first Iron Man suit looks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like that was 2008 on a much smaller budget. Right. You can get a costume better. Right. There's some third act stuff in this. That when you I saw clips and stuff slowed down and things like that look like PS3 graphics. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. You know? And that does come back to crunch, things like that. What are they doing to these visual effects mm-hmm. artists? You know, as far as pressuring them and rushing them. Which I feel like is has been a problem more and more. Yeah. Which is something we'll probably talk about later. Yeah. Um, do you have more plot thoughts? I don't know for the plots, you know, everything I said, then, yeah, everything that you said, I, I 100% agree with. Uh, characters and chemistry. I thought Shuri does a decent job of of trying to carry the film. Absolutely. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Shuri did a really good job of, like, you know, with T'Challa dying, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's just her and her mother, kind of like the impact on her solely versus, like, yeah, you know, talking to other people about it, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, including her mom, she's like, she's fine. You know, I'm fine. Yeah, 
you know, <laughs> she's not fine. She is not fine. She is not fine. Far from. Yeah. And uh, she does a really good job of like having that, like that, that split difference. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, her and her mom mourning very differently. Very. You know, in that I think honestly her mom's handling it pretty well, all things considered. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I mean, she's not like fine, but you know, for it being a year after her son has passed away pretty suddenly, right. she's, she's doing all right. Um, and then sure is, she's just not, uh, she hasn't grieved, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to be the, the thing for her. But, um, uh, there was a good balance, I thought, of the supporting cast members. Oh, yeah. Well, so the supporting cast members from the first movie, a lot of them become main characters, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's some characters, honestly, that could have been cut out of the movie. And that mm-hmm. kind of ties into my 30 minutes, I think, uh, of time saving. You know they are. Yeah. It's the same reason I laughed at the synopsis. Um, and it's funny. I saw an article earlier that was like the headline was literally my thought. <laughs> I'm not unique. Um, Namor, I think, was probably the most interesting character yeah. of the movie. Um, I enjoyed seeing his kingdom. I forget what it's called. Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I like that from my perspective you leaned forward and jiggled the mouse and went I don't know as opposed to typing in a search what is Namor's you know that microphone has fucking feet right you put me on the spot and I just put in Black Panther Wakanda forever Namor's land call the question mark did it give you anything? <laughs> I deleted it. Okay. Because you could have entered on that and Google would have been like, we gotcha. <laughs> the suspense. Telokan. T A L O K A N. Telokan. Yeah. Telokan. All right. Cool. Telokan. <laughs> Telokan. <laughs> I'm not great with the pronunciation words. Nope, that is not. It's not my strong Not suit. dishonesty, I'll tell you. No. You're you're being fully transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to be. No, so I did. I enjoyed seeing Telecon. Yeah. Uh, the way he justified this behavior did make for an interesting villain of sorts. Where like <sighs> it kind of fell in the same purview of like uh, a Killmonger. Where like he's not entirely wrong. You know, but it just seems a little stretched. Yeah. It's like all right, dude, you're you're excessive. extreme. Yeah. But. I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. um, which I think just does make a more compelling villain. Sure. Um, Especially the ones that we can relate to and be like, yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, I mean, you know, if he was a few steps back on the extremism scale, he wouldn't be a villain. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Which I think is a good villain where if you told a story from his perspective, would he be the hero of his story? Right. Probably. Probably you know, Um. I don't have too much more on characters or chemistry. What you got over there, girl? Um, for not not the, not, not spoilers. Um, honestly, I thought uh, Shuri and Namor's chemistry was really good. Was good. Yeah. You know, like the conversations that they had, and you know, everything mm-hmm. like that. Like they both did have like a heart to heart. Where yeah, you know, it's like. Well, yeah. Like that makes sense, you know. Some of the conversation that they have, like, 
Yeah. It felt real. Like yeah. it felt everything was there. Yeah. And then obviously we'll dive in deeper. Right. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Now you want to rate this thing? Yeah. All right. So how do we rate stuff? Oh, you can. You, you're overwhelmed, which means you were thoroughly joyed with the film, and uh, you know, your expectations were met and you know, surpassed. You can be underwhelmed, which means you were you know disappointed with the movie. Your your expectations weren't quite met, yeah. and then you can always meet in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. Yeah. Um. Are we doing a three, two, one? Three, two, one. All right. Three. Two, one. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I was, I was, I checked Ooh. both boxes. I checked both boxes. Ooh. So, I, if I'm honest, like, I want to say something, and I'm going to uncheck overwhelmed after we talked about it more. I think I had more fun and Black Adam. <sighs> Not saying it was an overall better film, but as far as like, uh, having a good time watching it, I think I had more fun with Black Adam. I can get behind that. Yeah, we're like I'm reluctant, but I can yeah, get behind. Yeah, it doesn't it. feel good, and I think it's a gut instinct of like that can't be right. You know what I mean? But like I think about us watching the trailers for Wakanda Forever and like looking at each other and being like, I got fucking goosebumps. I never got goosebumps watching it. You know, mm-hmm. one of the um, <clears throat> one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about. Are we in spoilers? Yeah. Their fucking soundtrack flopped. Yeah, like it didn't flopped. have anything. And which really pisses me off because they, I, I'm fairly certain they paid, played Kendrick Lamar in some of the trailers. In the trailer, yeah. They they put No Woman, No Cry, and it transitions into All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Everything gonna be all right. Dude, and it's like, how how are you gonna have the first one where The Weeknd and Kendrick Lamar make just a killer fucking album on that? Yeah. Tease it for the second one and then not, not do it. Not do it. And that's like honestly, that was my biggest reason. I was like, you don't have to see it in theaters. Yeah. Right. There's nothing to like, you know. You gotta have the the theater speakers. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Rumbling through. And I. That was something that was really like I, I was genuinely really bummed about. Yeah. I get so excited, you know. Uh, like with the first Black Panther, the soundtrack was just phenomenal. Ten out of ten. Yeah. In my honest opinion. That was a big letdown. Big ol' swing and a miss. Yeah. I agree. Um, um, it opens with T'Challa dying. Like, a cold open. It doesn't even... Which... I mean, yeah, you gotta address it yeah, right I up front. They played that right. Um, obviously, you never see him. I wasn't sure how they were gonna do that. I was like, there's no right answer. You gotta kill him off screen, unfortunately, I think. Yeah. Um which I guess is also the most tasteful. And it seems like they made T'Challa potentially die from cancer. They said a sudden illness. A, yeah, a, a sudden illness or an undisclosed illness was yeah. what um, Everett Ross says. Yeah. And so it's like, and it, and it sounds like they kind of kept the same same story as what happened with Chadwick Boseman. And like, he kept it a secret. Yep. Didn't tell anybody, but his very, very immediate family were like, I don't think his mom or sister knew even. Um, or maybe mom did, but not a sister. Yeah. But um, like Nakia knew. But uh, yeah. And so I thought that was interesting to go. Well, we'll just. Uh, and then that's kind of ties in with what I talked about with like honoring Chadwick Boseman as well as getting the blessing from his family. Of like, okay, how do we do this appropriately? Mm-hmm. And then they had a really touching thing where like the Marvel Studios logo 
was played with no fanfare. It was just a, a pitch quiet, mm-hmm. uh, basically a moment of silence. And every single like character flash the was, was some shot of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa <clears throat> or Black Panther. And uh, which I will that, say that teared me up. Yeah, I will say it was dead silent in that theater yeah, too. Which I, mean, it was I crickets, really, I, I appreciate really, it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Everyone there was very respectful yeah. in that aspect. Yeah, where it was like, I mean, it did. It, it touched you a little bit, and mm-hmm. I got a little teary eyed, and was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, he's he's in. Mm-hmm. Then they you know open with his funeral, um, which like you and I talked about the his coffin uh, was a little wonky. Was a little bad animation CGI. wise. I. I need to go back and rewatch it to confirm this. Yeah, because I didn't see it. You you talked but about it right I mean, after the movie it, ended, but I didn't see it. It stood out to me like as clear as day. Can I so say what you're gonna say? And mm-hmm. I think I know why it would have been the case. So you see everyone dancing, right? And the camera's like panning in, following, you know, like this trail or the yeah, street in, in front of the procession, right? And um. One guy just stops dancing and looks right at the camera. And so, like, I look at him and I was like, that was... And then, like, another guy, like, is looking... He's still dancing, but he's looking right at the camera. And I'm like... I'm fairly certain the camera was supposed to be the perspective of the funeral procession. But why was it only two people out of that entire group? I don't know. But they were looking at the funeral procession. I got to it, it didn't. Stuff. It didn't jump out to me as. Also, it's a crowd shot, and if you got a couple people looking, I mean, yeah, it caught you, but I think you're an oddball. I'm just build different. Well, <laughs> different, not better. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> wait, no, yeah. please, come on. Um, I yeah. So I talked about it. <sighs> I was not crazy about like I'm going to jump around a little bit because I just kind of have some true, some thoughts. True. Two things. First thing, Everett Ross, which is um, uh-huh. detective, uh huh, <laughs> de- de- detective, detective Roger Rabbit. No, uh, uh, CIA. He was, yeah, he's, he's CIA, but um, Mark Freeman is the actor's name. He 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 really doesn't need to be in this movie. No. He was in this movie because he was in the first movie, but he didn't have anything to do in this movie. He really didn't. And like, he, every time he was on screen, I was like, All right, "Yeah, let's get back to the actual movie." Right. And like, he has one scene with any of the characters, and then the only other interactions that he has with like the Wakandans is through phone call. Yeah. Cut him the fuck out of the movie. Get him out of there. Mm-mm. Get him out of there. <laughs> Put him in a body bag. Because like, also he has a few scenes with um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Who is playing the long ass name Del Fontaine? Mm-hmm. Who I think is going to kind of be like the um, <laughs> the Nick Fury of the Thunderbolts. <laughs> I do. I think that's kind of her her character is like the assembler, you know. Mm-hmm. But fucking put, I don't know, man. She didn't she didn't assemble anybody in this movie, so I don't know why she was in it. Literally, their whole purpose of the movie was resolved within, like, five minutes of screen time. Yeah, get him out of there. Because, yeah, then also, like, he he gave information to the Wakandans. Um, and he gets sent to jail. And then jail. he gets sent to jail. And then they pick him up and rescue uh, him. Yeah. And that's it. Like, okay. That's literally the whole thing with... Yeah. 
uh, Everett Ross. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the combined screen time of him, get him out of there, and you save a lot of screen time on this movie. Because, yeah. like I said, it's a nearly three-hour movie. And it feels it at times, and it doesn't need to be three hours. Um, I thought, so talking about the costumes and the visual effects, mm-hmm. Shuri is making... Um, the the guard the Dora Milaje mm-hmm. like basically Iron Man suits and uh, Okoye is like no they're ugly mm-hmm. she was right they were ugly yeah. um, they were called what like the Midnight Angels yeah didn't and like them didn't like them they uh, were ugly they had nothing wrong with the first, the original suits no. they were badass they had those cool no. ass spears I thought they were less cool as the Midnight Angels yeah and yeah. I was really disappointed in them and like <laughs> what's the was it um, they almost look like Predator. Like, yeah. do you remember the... the yeah, with the, the tassels Nickel- on well, yeah, the back. Do you remember the, the Nickelodeon? I think it was Nickelodeon. My Life as a Teenage Robot. Yes. Make that a Predator. That's what they looked like. <laughs> yes. And Ironheart's second suit at the in the in the third act. Uh-huh. They hated it, too. You didn't like it? No. It was like... It was chunky and ugly and uninspired and like... It just read like... Uh, a, a too glossy Iron Man suit mm-hmm. uh, with none of the like oh cool mechanicalness of uh, you I know I was a little upset with um, I liked her first suit her Mark 1 her Mark 1 her, like, was really cool suit was yeah, cool yeah um, I was expecting to see a whole lot more vibranium in mm-hmm. her suit because she's you know she's been with the Wakandans right yeah. and she's like alright we need to build a suit Yeah. not once were they like you want to use some vibranium? Right. <laughs> well, I'm thinking her suit is vibranium, her second suit, because she builds it there in Wakanda. Hmm. If it's vibranium, then why is it so chunky? I don't know, man. I thought it wasn't with vibranium because they never mentioned anything about vibranium in the right. suit. So I'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt that it doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, well, the, like, the feet make sense, yeah. right? Of like why it's so chunky, having to have those extra thrusters in there and yeah. stuff like that. Fucking- Tony Stark has nanobots by the end. Right. You know, and so, and so if that tech already exists. Well, yeah. Well, if that tech exists, you know, the junkyard suit makes sense, right? Right. But then, yeah, being with the Wakandans, the Wakandans who literally gave Tony the idea for nano. Right. So you know? why is it? that part doesn't make sense? Yeah. But no. I don't know. I look forward to her, seeing. I want to see more of her character. I do. I do. And I want to but see I a lot of feel like her character was kind of tacked in. I want to see a lot of progression with her character. Um, now, I do like that she leaves her suit behind. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, so in her show, she's hopefully going to just have to make her, her own suit, suit again. Um, and it'll be less sleek in a gross way. It yeah. was sleek in a way that didn't feel real. Um, that her, her her flying is one of those shots that I was talking about seeing on, I think, maybe TikTok or, mm-hmm. or Reddit or something that was slowed down. And it does. It looks like video game graphics and not great video game graphics. Yeah. And I was like, boo. <laughs> Um, we're jumping around a little timeline wise or like, you know, um, I guess, you know, the, yeah, yeah, I'm saying chronologically, but, um, I did think that Shuri had an interesting dynamic that you talked about with, uh, Namor where Namor's whole thing is that because the Wakandans aren't providing enough vibranium to the world, the world is starting to look for vibranium elsewhere Mm -hmm. and they found it in the ocean. Which just so happens to be where uh, Namor and his people live, right. and they live amongst vibranium-enriched, uh, you know, areas. 
And so now they're like, they're basically the underground or underwater Wakanda. Yeah. And they're like, um, you're destroying our home. Yeah. And they come to uh, Wakanda to basically be like, hey, get us the scientists that made this. And so that we can kill them. And then we'll be Gucci. And if you don't, we'll come kill you before we take on the rest of the surface world. Yeah. Because the, there's a scientist who was Ironheart. Yeah. Um, that made a, a drill. that, that Yeah, like a vibranium pen- detector. Or Yeah, that's what it was, a detector. That's how they found it. And then yeah. they want to kill her because of it. And, uh, yeah, Shuri loses her mom. <laughs> and so it's like, damn, she Wasn't expecting that. No. Nah. That was a curveball and... I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, because Angela Bassett was was carrying. She killed, you know, kills that role. I mean, Angela Bassett's an excellent actress. Yeah. Um, but, like, I didn't you know. see a real purpose of why she had to be killed off. Yeah. Because, like, her, um, I think about her scene with Okoye where Okoye kind of fumbles the bag and lets Sherry get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, when Okoye was like, ah, she'll be fine. I got her, you know. And it's like, I mean, your whole job is to not let that happen. And uh, what did you just do? Yeah, we'll let that happen. And so, you know, old old mama uh, T'Challa there, you know, she's like, yeah, you're fired, you know. And she has that great speech where, like, you know, because Okoye tells her, like, you know, I've given everything for this, and that's when she tells it's in the is in the trailers, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the queen of the most powerful country on earth, and. I've lost my whole family's gone, you know. No. Have I not given everything? I like the part where she said, she mentioned she's like, um, Killmonger came in and you followed yeah. him, yeah, and yeah. I welcomed you with open arms when we were back in power. Yeah, and this is what you do. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like there is some awkward, <laughs> awkward, yeah. you know. Uh, speaking of Killmonger, he has a little appearance yeah, in does. the the spirit realm mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Shuri. She her her whole thing is she failed to save T'Challa because she was trying to manufacture um, the fruit the, the heart shaped herb yeah like a, a synthetic heart shaped herb and she just couldn't and um, so T'Challa passes mm-hmm. and she uses some of the fibers that turned uh, Namor's people into what they are uh, because it's uh, you know basically a very similar thing mm-hmm. to the heart shaped herb and she uses that to basically reverse engineer. Um, heart-shaped herb. She takes it and goes to the spirit realm and instead of seeing T'Challa or any of her her father or any of them, she sees Killmonger. Killmonger. Sitting on that throne. And she was pretty pissed off that that's who she got. And I mean, he kind of tells her like, I think there's a reason you saw me, baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, your dad was a liar. He was a hypocrite. Your brother was too honorable. honorable, Basically. You know, his downfall was that he, you know, he, he didn't have what it took to be a king because of his honor, mm-hmm. right? And I think you've got the right stuff, girl, you know? Like, yeah. you, you've, you're you angry. You want some revenge. And, and you, you want to get shit done. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, because, I mean, there's that concept of, like... and to um, Which makes me sad, because I, I liked Killmonger's character. And yeah, I wish, I wish he they hadn't, hadn't killed him. died. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I would have liked to see him maybe become Black Panther, mm-hmm. just to see what that mm-hmm. dynamic is like of him having to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. But because um, I mean, you've got people like Umbaku who are yeah. now fully an ally, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we kind of saw in like Endgame or in Infinity War, yeah, and Endgame. But this um, one, he was actually like they were housing, you know, for the Wakandans after their home yeah. was attacked, and like providing counsel mm-hmm. uh, and all that. Which, by the way, at the very end. 
um, after they kind of come to a truce with the, I keep wanting to call them Atlanteans, but the, what do we call their fucking place? Um, Telecon? Yeah. Was that it? Uh, the Teleconians. <laughs> um, you know, his people. They kind of come to a, a, an understanding where she gives him the business. She gives, uh, she gives Namor the business, rips off some of his ankle wings. Yeah, hard. Which I, I do think an achievement of theirs is the ankle wings weren't goofy. No, I don't uh, think so at all. You know, which they kind of are a goofy idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they never were like, man's got, got wings on his ankles, Mm-mm. you know, but she yanks off his, his ankle wings. Um, and he and flies right out and she grabs psh, just the wing and rips it off. Yeah, like, Ooh. Uh, and yeah, she's dehydrating him basically is how she, she manages to, to fight him. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to put him in a very hot ship with the heat cranked up to about 120 <laughs> and just sweat him out and then drive him to the middle of the desert and fight him there. You know, where there's no water for him to gain strength mm-hmm. from. And she's giving him the business. And uh, she straight up roasts him with the afterburner on her her crashed ship. She, like, sears his back. Yeah. And you and I both like, poof, damn. Jeez. Uh, and he survives, luckily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't, like, they oh, don't, don't kill, kill him. him. They don't kill They don't kill him. She actually has, like, a moment of, of clarity where she's like, all right, I shouldn't, shouldn't kill this guy. Yeah. And uh, lets him go. And basically, he's like... All right, preach. <laughs> and they head back. The third act, I don't really have much to say about because, like, the fight on the ship was weird. Where, like, the Wakandan's whole plan was, like, we're going to take this weird ship that has just a flat top. Yeah. Where, like, and it wasn't clear if it was a submarine. But it never went underwater. But it never went underwater. It was just a weird ship. It was basically... Uh, a silver wedge yeah. with no railings. It looked like a submarine, but with a flat top. Yeah. That was and, big. And they're all standing on top of it. Fighting. And I'm like, they're going to fall off the side. There's no railings. That, that, for some reason, really stuck out to me. Yeah. And, like, its whole job is just to go out there and blast sound into the, the water. Which fucks up with their... Uh, uh, their... I don't know. Hearing. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like I mean, cause them to kind of... Yeah. Wig out. Scramble, because they can't hear under... You know, sound travels well underwater and all that, but... And they they break that, and then just start real quick hand to hand fighting. <laughs> yeah, they break that on top quick. of the ship, which was an odd one for me because it's like okay, so you've got the two most advanced countries on Earth, or you know, nations on Earth, civilizations, whatever, and uh, they're resorting to spear fighting. You know, and it's like they've yeah. got like dragonfly ships that shoot vibranium rounds, you know, and bombs of water. You which know, were kind of cool. Kind of cool. I don't know. It just felt so awkward and weird. And I told Morgan this, and I thought about it late, and I was like, damn, yeah, that was right. And like, She-Hulk pointing out the flaws in a Marvel finale. Yeah. Really kind of, like, for me, I was like, this is what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to throw everything at the wall. It's going to be a big fight, CGI everywhere. Ironheart's got a new chunky suit. Fucking Okoye's got a chunky suit where she has to pull the mask away to quip at people and then put the mask back and it was just wasn't good. Mm-mm. And it was like, just let her fight like Okoye. No. You know? I don't know. I just, I didn't like it like I wanted to. Um, unfortunately. And that's why I think I was whelmed. Whelmed. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, but it could have been vastly better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other... Uh, only other thing there is that um, 
I did talking about Sherry wanting that revenge. I thought there was an interesting parallel between her in this movie and T'Challa in Civil War Mm -hmm. of like T'Challa's trying to avenge his father. She's trying to avenge her mother. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, that's an interesting, interesting dynamic there. And then M'Baku, I thought he kind of gave off like protective brother vibes. Oh, yeah. In a good way. Definitely being there for. Yeah. Sherry's suit was cool. But it was a spitting image of yeah. Killmonger. Yeah. I think it was Killmonger's suit. Was it? I think okay. so. I think that was the like significance of it. Honestly, I like we saw her with the hand cannons on it. Yeah. Her, I thought her, she was like, going to have claws. a shit ton of more tech on it. Yeah, because like, she's her, a techie. That's, that's her, her big thing. thing. She's not like, a fighter. She's a, a she's tech, tech person. So I, I wanted to see more of that, and we didn't. didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure M'Baku might be the king of Wakanda. Yeah. Because she's not, she doesn't want the leadership. Uh-uh. So if that's um, the case, then can M'Baku... he be the king? Or well, can so, he be the Black Panther so, too? So I don't know that there's two Black Panthers at the same time. But if you recall, like in Civil War, T'Chaka is the king, but T'Challa is the Black Panther. Mm. So they don't have to be the same person. Yeah. They just sometimes are, you know. M'Baku is. M'Baku is Black Panther. Dude, That'd with be interesting. that club that he yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to see his fighting style be, because he's not cat-like. You figure his people are, are gorilla tribe. Is that what they're? Yeah. Um, I think they had like a bunch of uh, like larger orangutan. Orangutan like, and gorilla. They're, they're, they're apes. Is yeah. their is their statue. Yeah, they're like. And out in the snow. Animal the that they. Because they're the mountain tribe. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of the Yeti. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and that's why they do like the hoo, hoo, yeah. hoo, hoo. Bath, yeah, But uh, yeah, so he, he his little thing is he they they're doing the the fight at the side of the waterfall, basically mm-hmm. set up, and they're like you know basically asking for Shuri, and the ship lands, and Mbaku steps out, and it's like basically like, Shuri didn't want to be here, but I challenge for the throne, you know, and you don't see anything, but whoever he goes up against, he's probably going to give the business to. And uh, so I think he might be the king was the implication there, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah. And then uh, the big reveal in like the mid credit scene was that um, T'Challa had a son, a son. with Nakia. And because um, that was an interesting little wrinkle was that Nakia ran away, essentially. After she the left blip. after the blip and, you know, T'Challa's just gone. And she moved to Haiti. Haiti and is like a teacher there yeah. and, and, you know, or like a headmistress there, which was kind of interesting. I, th- I just think it's a funny dynamic duo of being a hitman and then being and, a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Being a caretaker who can kill you with her thumb, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because she's not, she's not like a warrior. She is mm-hmm. like a secret. She's an infiltration she's an assassin. assassin. Yeah. yeah. She gets in there, does the job and gets out. Yeah, she pretends to be a slave at the beginning of mm-hmm. the first one, you know, and is mad that T'Challa kind of broke her cover. <laughs> Makes sense. But, uh, yeah, and and so, yeah, they had a, a son named T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think, again, that was another um, honor of Chadwick Boseman was she kind of talked to him about how, like, your father prepared us for this, you know, and, like, it's okay, and that's why yeah. we didn't go to the funeral. But we had our own. Yeah, we had our own ceremony here. And so it was nice that, like, Obviously, there's potential for that character to still live on right. in a in a good way. You know that it's not like you're not recasting. It's nothing like that. It's this is literally that character's son. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And so somewhere down the line, there is a T'Challa potential. Yeah. You know, and that he kept his son away from the throne because he just didn't want him to have to do that. Mm-mm. You know, uh, but I mean, all in all, it, it was a it was a good movie. It just wasn't what it could have been. Right. Or I think should have been. I, I think it straight. It, yeah, it just wasn't what we were expecting. Yeah. And I think I think we're going to be in the majority with that. I think I do, too. Like, yeah, like you were saying, it wasn't bad. It's just not what we were thinking it was going to be. Yeah. And, and I mean, unfortunately, it's an, an unavoidable. I do think that Chadwick Boseman's absence was felt. Yeah. You know, you had a lot of um, supporting characters from the first movie have to step up into a more main role. And because they were supporting characters in the first movie, they weren't as interesting. You know what I mean? I, I completely understand that to a certain extent. But I also want to say, I think they have, you know... Obviously, Chadwick Boseman is a very talented actor, but I think all of the actors and actresses are very talented. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I just wish there's a little more. Yeah. But Chris, you got a got a cryptid over there. Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. <laughs> I'm your host, the douche. So this week, I will in fact be talking about the hodag, <laughs> the hodag thing. Um, this is one that was recommended to us by... I Black Bells 18. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so let's see. So, the Hodag, and I'll just say what, you know, the definition of the creature, and yeah. then I'll just kind of, I, uh, pre-read, you know, a bunch of yeah. stuff, so I'll just talk about that. Uh, so the Would ho- you say that you prepared? Uh, are you correct? <laughs> correct. God, son, do you have a I fever? Know. Somebody, I got a fever, and the only prescription is more hodag. It's preparation. It's preparation. So the hodag is a folklore animal of the American state of Wisconsin, referred to as the fearsome critter. Its history is focused mainly around the city of Rhinelander in northern Wisconsin, uh, where it's said to have been discovered. So let me give you all the deeds. The cheeseheads. The cheeseheads. So back in... 1893, right? Yep. Newspapers, the, the prospector. <laughs> Newspapers were growing galore. Yeah. Right. And everyone was seeing a bunch of this shit about um, the discovery of the hodag in Rhinelander. Yeah. People are losing their fucking minds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are going to the high heavens. I mean, all the way, and this is because I told you beforehand. It's just from what I've read. It's yeah. a fairly short cryptid. Yeah. Um, but like, people lost their minds so fucking much that Eugene Shepard came out and was like, "Yeah, this is fake." Like the guy who came out and said it was like, "This is fake." Yeah, like, like you guys need to really. You chill guys out. gotta chill the fuck out. Like I was, I was joshing you. So, <laughs> like, dude, like, straight up was dude, like, you guys need to chill the fuck out. I was it, lying. It doesn't like in everything. In <laughs> everything ruined I small read, town. I mean, yeah, and everything I read, it doesn't talk about how long it, you know it was for. It just mentions like it was in the newspapers. They took uh, you know or made a drawing of what it looked like, um, and it looked like I think they said like it was a the body or the head of a bullfrog <laughs> with the body of a dinosaur with horns like of an uh, an ox. Yeah. Um, and just like a super short legs, but the real wide and stout, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's just super spiky. Yeah. Right. And uh, the, the origin is from. Uh, it was the incarnation of uh, oxen, of dead oxes. Okay. 
um, for like all the animal cruelty. This yeah, yeah. is what you know. It's basically a bad spirit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just like Shan- the buffalo from where we killed all the buffalo. Right, something yeah. similar to that, and um, yeah, and, and yeah, people were just losing their fucking minds, <laughs> coming from all over. And here, I have more specifics of. I have actually the article pulled up here, just a, the word for word. Yeah. The head of a frog with a grinning face of a giant elephant, uh, thick short legs, um, set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears at the ends. I mean, people. <laughs> they're closing shops. You know, Wisconsin's just no one. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Wisconsin's in a state of emergency. It's basically anarchy. And uh, if they were more advanced, there would be martial law. Um, it's you know, the the. Fun. <laughs> Dude, I just imagine just like imagine reading that in the newspaper. Just... <laughs> Baby, I need to just see the news. <laughs> There's something called a hodag. He shows her the picture, and she's like, <gasps> she grabs the kids, holds them closer, it's gotta, crying. You know? Got to get in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare the cellar. We need two weeks worth of food. You know, they're gonna hide out and let this thing blow over. It turns know? out the hodag is just Jerry. Yeah. He works in the coal mine. Yeah. He's been out there for a week. You know? What was the guy's name that came up with it? Uh, I don't remember. He just said it. Huh? The guy that came out and was like, I lied. Oh, Eugene. I thought you said the guy we uh, made up a name for. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> no. know. I like that you acted like you knew what I was talking about, but like, ah, I don't remember. I, well, yeah, I was thinking, like, I don't know. I was trying. I was no, thinking. Yeah, Eugene's just like, all right, guys, I got a confession to make. <laughs> Eugene. I was just yanking your leg. I was just playing around. You know how I get when I drink. I just say shit, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's not, not bad. Nothing's real. It's yeah, not real. I'm just goofing. But, um. A photograph of the remains of the charred beast was released to the media um, as the uh, fiercest, strangest, most frightening monster who, uh, to ever see razor sharp claws on Earth. It became it became extinct after its main food source, all white bulldogs, became scarce in the area. Its I mean, main food source is all white bulldogs. Just strictly white. Yeah, and no the, spots, nothing. I like my bulldog whiter than milk, y'all. You know I mean? the pure breads. <laughs> just just nothing but white. Nothing but white on him, and he's just eating just white bulldogs. Like, well, they're getting scarce in the area. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's Club don't have them. They're, yeah. warm, they're yeah. on a shortage. Yeah. Uh, supply Shit. chain joke problems, you know. But <laughs> I mean, I just. Well, uh, we put a picture up for uh, the last script. Yeah, so maybe we'll have, we'll to, have to do one up on, uh, on Instagram reels and shit. But uh, the <laughs> aftermath, you know, of of the hodag. I mean, it it's become a mascot for a high school. <laughs> I mean, you know, it becomes like just this uh, mascot <laughs> like, for like a cult classic type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, I'm reading here. It's you know. It's huge for like uh, attraction businesses sure. and organizations, um, and all the way to the extent the Hodag has its name and image and the Hodag County Festival. <laughs> so Hodag straight up a county. Yeah, like it's become such like a this guy got us so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> we like, kind of name a what town. a prank, <laughs> what a goofster, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, in 2015. In the 2015 version of The Fearsome Creatures, a horror-inspired uh, retelling, the Hodag is now a... Th- so, this is current day, you know, with the yeah. 
they picture it to be. A 3,000 pound carnivorous bull-horned rhinoceros with a spiny back. Um, with a spiny back. Uh, it tears or... Okay, that leads into something else. But so, basically, and I have a picture we'll throw open. It's just the one that's like in front of a cabin, but they just made it bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of like... What if that hodog or hodag thing, but bigger? I mean, bigger is scarier. Not necessarily. Small things can go up your nose. <laughs> I got some that's small that can go up your nose. You can cut it out. <laughs> you straighten up. That's right. Small it's things your, can be scary, bro. It's Watch your pinky out. Finger. <laughs> my pinky. Right, it's your pinky finger. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, and you know, I made a bunch of uh, appearances in pop culture, though. Uh, you know, here it just has a list. Uh, the Army of Hodags uh, served the Jersey Devil in the children's book series um, Cassie and the Jackalope. Oh, wow. That, that New York Times bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times. Um, the, com- uh, the Hodag made, made an appearance, appearance in a video game called Magical Diary released in early 2011. I'm not sure if you knew that game or not. I did not. I did not. And I was like, uh, it doesn't ring yeah, a bell whatsoever doesn't, doesn't sound so. familiar uh, but it was used as a villain in the Scooby-Doo I mean you know in just a lot of yeah. like, TV shows um, mysteries museums everything like that it was in a short stories uh, in an uh, encrypted series mm-hmm. um, but really other than that you know there, I didn't see too much it's kind of a, it's just it's a prank yeah it was just a prank that kind of got out of hand it. It got its really own life. quick and then when the guy was like I was just pulling your legs like that's such a good joke let's name <laughs> a gonna, town <laughs> we're gonna make a whole fair about this based thing. around it yeah. so I mean <laughs> so was Black, the pumpkin festival Black Pebbles 18 yeah Black Pebbles 18 if you had any information or any anything else I mean I checked a couple different websites because I wasn't super intrigued by it um, just because I mean it's like what a classic prank yeah definitely sound the way and I can do some follow up research um, but I think that's interesting enough. <laughs> like the fact that like it's just a, yeah, it's a it's a cryptid, right? Because yeah. it's a, it's you know this creature. Yeah. But the, the, it's just a fucking joke. <laughs> the guy had a mouth. Yeah, bro, I was just, I was joking. It's, it's just a social experiment. It's just a yeah. prank, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. But yeah. uh, what you been thinking about, Colin? I've been thinking about. I meant to talk about it last week, and I forgot. <clears throat> I've watched uh, All Quiet on the Western Front yeah. on Netflix, and um, I watched it twice inadvertently. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Got to tell you, this isn't a negative review of the movie. Don't, don't watch it more than once in a row, because it is an emotionally brutal film. Um, I only watched it twice, because I watched it once in the German with the English subtitles, mm-hmm. which is like the original uh, for, version of it. Sure. But then I was like, it defaults on Netflix to like the English with subtitles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder what the English dub sounds like. You know what I mean? And so I played it. And I was like, just, just trying to show Morgan like the opening scene. Right. And then I just got wrapped up in it again and just ran it again. <laughs> but I was like, I'm crying both times. And I'm like, <laughs> why did I watch this again? <laughs> you know, but um, it made me think about it with like Veterans Day just happening mm-hmm. and Veterans Day in, in the U.S. falls on the 11th which is Armistice Day everywhere else because it's the day that World War One ended mm-hmm. um, in 1918 on November 11th. And uh, so 
it's definitely a movie that I recommend people watch. Um, definitely like don't watch it with a kid at all. Mm -hmm. It is like, what are the most horrifying things that can happen in a war? Let's put that in a movie and a book, you know, but it does a very good job of conveying how terrible, uh, that war specifically, but war in general is, Mm -hmm. uh, from a soldier's perspective, as far as like, I mean, I think I read you the opening quote from the book. That's I, I don't have it off head, but it's basically something to the effect of like this is neither an accusation nor an admission of guilt. This is simply like what it was, you know. And then the line from it was, um, "What is it? Even though the soldiers may have survived the, um, I'm butchering a quote by a, from a very famous book. I'm just gonna pull it up so I don't embarrass myself. Huh. Uh, so the quote is." This book is to be neither an accusation nor a confession, and least of all, an adventure. For death is not an adventure to those who stand face to face with it. It will try simply to tell of a generation of men who, even though they may have escaped shells, were destroyed by the war. And, um, yeah, and I think that's a good summation of, like, what the movie tries to convey. Mm -hmm. Is, like, even though you might survive and go home, there's no way that after what's going on here, you'll be who you were when you got there. Right. And it, like I said, it's a very emotional movie, pretty gruesome. Um, I'm kind of desensitized to <laughs> horrible graphic violence through just movies and video games and all that. But I did see a lot of people. internet access yeah, at the age of 12. Yeah, exactly. But I did see some people online talking about how like, I think it's the scene that I showed you. There's a scene with trench warfare mm-hmm. in it and it's pretty gruesome. And, like, I saw people online being like, that shit, like, I had to look away, and, like, it gave me nightmares. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm <laughs> I, I'm just desensitized to it. But I, I could see, I mean, it is horrifying. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so weird recommendation to make to describe it that way and then be like, but you got to watch it. But it is a almost like a responsibility, I think, of, like, if you're even sort of interested in a war film that's not um, glorifying it. It's definitely like the one to watch. Uh, it's like it and Saving Private Ryan, yeah. you know, where it's just it's the ugly truth, you know. Um, and then to change gears a little bit, I've been playing uh, God of War Ragnarok all you weekend, have. like a madman. And uh, I'm you know, like trying to wait till you're done with it so I can play it, you know, because you know. Yeah, we're gonna do it next week for the podcast yeah so i gotta burn through i gotta dig i we're not i don't think we're gonna be at a spot where we're both done with it no but time. still i'd like to try to catch up as you know with you so we have more to talk about yeah um yeah yeah because i was like i've i was looking at, i've got like 28 hours of gameplay in and judging by how many story missions they said there are and which story mission i'm in i'm like maybe 60 percent of the way through the story and i'm like holy fuck but i also am doing a lot of side content mm-hmm. trying to get my money's worth, you know, and, and my time's worth, mm. but I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> this thing is a, not a slog, but I don't want to review it here. Right. But you know, yeah, there's a lot of game there <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I've been, been playing, playing the hell out of it. We've also been playing the fuck out of Battlefield, Battlefield one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Shit went on sale on steam and we just ate it. We've been eating it. Like yeah. we're, is that what you, what you've been thinking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about Battlefield 1 as well as um, I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, I've been playing Among Us came out on the VR. Yeah. And I tried that out. And it actually, it wasn't too bad. Um, 
you know, going out to like starting in the the cafeteria. The map is a is a they only have the first one out, mm-hmm. right? But it is an exact yeah. layout. But it's first person, is that right? Correct. So yeah, you are first person. The only thing is, is like, it's not you know. So you use one uh, Joy-Con to move, mm-hmm. and then use the other to look. But the only thing is, it's not like an, a free look. You have to stop moving and then move it exactly to the left, and you'll pivot. Oh, like shift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it. You know, it's a very flow. It's not, which I was yeah. a little bummed about. Yeah. Um, and there's little things here and there, but it still just came. How's out. the motion sickness in it? It's not bad. That's good. It's not bad. Um, I will say, there. <laughs> as funny as it's gonna sound, there's a lot of kids in there, and then there's a lot of annoying adults. Yeah, right. And I would prefer to take the this, kids. Yeah, because the kids will play the game. Right. Right. Like I played with some mom who kept fucking screaming at her kids because they were trying to Chromecast it, and I was like, if "Your kids are gonna watch. It's fucking fine, but do it before you play the goddamn right. game. Get it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I'm not trying to." I'm not yeah. trying to fucking kill you guys and then like hear you yelling at your kids. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to say anything because I understand that like yeah. I've been seeing those memes lately where it's like. <laughs> like the 30 year old dad. Yeah. saying like, hey, I tried good game, bub. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, what am I You feel done? like a monster for yeah. killing the guy. So I'm not <laughs> just shit talking, so I'm trying not to say nothing. <laughs> They're like, you know. All right, well, I'll be on. If you guys want to play again, I'll be on next Wednesday between 8 and 9. <laughs> you know? And you're like. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I get to play this game like a fiend, and this guy's just trying to cut out a piece of his life to play games and still enjoy it. And you just killed him because yeah. he doesn't get time to get good at it. Just oh, called him you ass. Got me. Yeah. yeah, get shit on, and he's like, oh, "You got me. You're good." Bro. Yeah, you got you're you're good at this game, man. That's yeah. <laughs> oh. the one I saw is Anakin when he's like, "What have I done?" done. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's that's really what I've been thinking about. I'm yeah. gonna be playing some Chivalry Two tonight, which is a game I haven't played in a while. <laughs> I love that you say it like you're streaming. So if you guys want to hop in the stream, yes, if you want to hop yeah. in the stream, <laughs> appreciate that chat. Yeah. Um, no, but I will be playing some. <laughs> thanks Chivalry. for the 200 subs. You know, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the like chat. Um, <laughs> no, but so yeah, I'll be playing that tonight, and I'm kind of excited. I'll play a couple rounds, and then we'll probably hop on Battlefield. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I am off tomorrow. Yeah, you are. Some of us have to fucking make a living in this house. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I just worked at 12. Yeah. Like, but that's what I've been thinking about. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Uh, no, that's about it for me. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad we had to think on it. No, no. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me ponder here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> Just eyes in the air. <laughs> All rolled back. Uh, Let me think on it. <laughs> just go all milky eyed. Nope. <laughs> Coming up just empty. come to. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, Nothing. Not nada. <laughs> oh man, that's sweet. <laughs> I know you've mentioned it. We've got to film this thing because yeah, that, that was funny to us and nobody nobody's else. Nobody's gonna get that. We gotta start doing that. Uh, so, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. And tell us, don't 
tell tell your friends about us share us on social media uh if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you're listening to it make sure that you um like favorite subscribe whatever the the terminology is on there so we get notifications whenever we post new episodes Mm -hmm. uh speaking of new episodes i tried to redirect people through our facebook and instagram but morgan posted a new episode of her a couple of creeps podcast on sunday and she does have her own feed now, so that won't be popping up in this feed. Mm-hmm. So I'll maybe I'll link it below this in, sure. in the description. Um, they're just a couple of creeps, mm-hmm. and, and you'll find her that way. I was in that episode. I think next week uh, it's not going to be one of us in it. Oh. Yeah, so she's got her own her own crew, I suppose. <laughs> the birds flown the nest, you know. <laughs> Bunch of empty nesters. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, we mentioned last week we started a Facebook group. Um, so definitely make sure you check that out and just converse amongst yourselves. Send us some ideas, things like that. Yes. Um, uh, if you're already a member, I think I mentioned, uh, you should be able to see the, like, you should get an automatic invite to the group if you're mm-hmm. a, a member mm-hmm. of our page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as well as there's a subreddit that somebody made in there. So check that out too. Yeah. Uh, all some cool stuff. And so we would love to get some more back and forth with you guys. So whether it be email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, make sure you holler at us. But what uh, what are those handles over there, Chris? Yeah, you can always, you know, take a look at us on our YouTube, Instagram, Facebook at Simply Wom Podcast. You know, you can always take a look at our Twitter handle, which is whelmed underscore simply. And then our email, which is simply one mailbag at gmail.com. <laughs> I have a confession to make. What? I don't think I've posted a YouTube video in like four weeks. <laughs> well, For you might be able to you can, you partially listen to us on YouTube. When you said on YouTube, I, know, I, I said don't know YouTube why, but my and brain your eyes like, just opened up real wide oh, and you're... Fuck. I thought I said something wrong, and I was like, no. No, I said that. I give you the thumbs up. You're, right. you're gooch, my guy. Yeah, I'm 98% certain I have not posted a YouTube video. <laughs> but I have to back catalog some of them boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want, if... Because uh, we have everything saved. We, I'll, I'll go through maybe tomorrow or sometime on my day off and just post them all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm, let me look here. I'm going to check that because I'm... I'm I don't know how long I've forgotten, but I know that I've not been doing it. Let's see. We got a whole five subscribers that I've disappointed with that. So you're, let's see you're, here. You're, you're. Uh, your channel. Episode 31. So six weeks. Damn. Dude, we've been doing this, how long have we been doing this shit? 37 This will be the 37th episode. So that's 37 weeks, my girl. My girl. So like we're going to have to stop and I'm like, Episoding these, why? It's gonna get so long. We're gonna be like episode four hundred eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look how much fucking breath that took from you. Episode four eighty-seven. Now what? I'm gonna keep numbering them because that's how we know. That is how we know. Uh, next week we're gonna talk about God of War Ragnarok. It is a very long game, like I said, so it may not be about the complete spoilery. Yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of have to play it by ear as far as like how far you make it. I've been more, I've been trying so Stay hard. TikTok the best you can. TikTok and Instagram. Both. Yeah. I've been seeing so many fucking memes and like the second I start to read it, I flick away. Yeah. Thankfully, I haven't seen anything. I've been really good. I've got to be careful because like I'm super invested in it now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I can maybe see where things are going. And then I'll be scrolling. I'll see something where I'm like, I don't know if I've seen that. And I just mm-hmm. keep, boop, 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 keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm I'm trying to like tomorrow I got to edit when I get off work. So I won't get to play tomorrow too much. I could I could edit. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I think that's everything. That's in the, the show, Chris. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. see you next Wednesday. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> I always wait until you tell yeah. me to say bye. Say, say bye. It's one of those speak when spoken to kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Alpha eats first, you know. <laughs> <laughs>